Welcome to a Maker's Town Hall, a show where a live video audience is given the opportunity to meet and chat with makers of all skill and follower levels. It's a place to learn about the maker and see what makes them who they are and why they do what they do. The ups and the downs, the good and the bad, it's all here on a Maker's Town Hall. Welcome, everybody, to a Maker's Town Hall. I'm Stephen Huber. I will be your host with the most. And I have a special guest host tonight, Mr. Ethan Carter. How are you What's doing? What's going on, man? I uh, appreciate you coming on. Unfortunately, <laughs> Jacob, well, not really unfortunately, Jacob um, was part of the COVID get out. You can't have any, you don't, you don't have a job anymore. So he, uh, he, he got a job, so I'm very happy, and he just couldn't make it tonight so i told him hey man you know that you have a job you that's what you need and you need to concentrate on that so well his loss is my gain and that, yeah and his gain his yeah his gain is his gain too so. his gain there is his go. gain because he has money yeah and, <laughs> and so wait i'm not getting paid for this huh what i'm not getting paid for this yeah it'll be in the mail <laughs> just don't you worry about it it'll, it'll be in the mail and all my mail gets there right on time yeah all right I work with a different post office down here. <laughs> um, so tonight we have a very special guest star. As always, we always our guests are always special. But this one, this one guest is kind of uh, well. Let's put it this way: I kind of had a little man crush on him a little while ago. <laughs> oh boy! And, yeah. So and it is Mr. <laughs> Drew Fisher of Fisher Shop. How are you howdy, doing, Drew? Howdy, howdy! I, I'm doing well. Thanks. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I had a little back when I first started this whole woodworking thing i watched pretty much every one of your videos and it all started with one of your cutting board videos oh sure yeah because that's yeah. what i was trying to uh i was a buddy of mine was retiring and i knew that cutting boards were kind of i wouldn't say easy but they were simplistic they um, are a rite of passage i like to much. say yeah. yeah so i decided well okay let's see yeah and i can't be that hard so i you know watched yours and i'm like oh my god 3d i'm like that's too much work for <laughs> this one so then i saw the inlay one and i went i don't have a cnc so that one's kind of out but i could use the technique and so that's what i did i used the technique that you used for the end grain but i just cut out the cnc because well i don't have one sure so and then next thing i know yeah, then you had the the bloopers at the end <laughs> and I, I just was fascinated. I'm like, wow, he isn't perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I I got the idea to start adding outtakes to my videos from a guy by the name of Marius Hornberger. Have you watched his channel at all? I have never heard no. of him. Mar he, Say that again, Marius what? Marius Hornberger. He huh. is a, I believe he's Austrian or German. I don't know. Um, but his videos are in English. And he's just a young kid, and he makes some very interesting things in a shop, believe it or not, is about half the size of mine. Really, really small. And it's in the basement of his house. And he, he started putting in some outtakes, but they weren't really humorous outtakes. They were just like him maybe dropping something or screwing up a shot or something like that. But yet it still retained interest and it kept people watching all the way to the end. So I thought, I wonder if I could do that, but yet make them funny because I'm always, mm -hmm. always screwing things up. 
and I'm always doing something that ends up being hilarious and I catch it on film. So why don't I put those at the end and see how that works out? And it just kind of became a big thing. And now I would probably say maybe 80% of my followers aren't even woodworkers. They just watch me for oh, the yeah, outtakes. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's brilliant. I mean, and it, and it is funny cause I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm horrible on camera. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've caught myself doing things and I think I've talked about this before on, on uh, my podcast, but it's, I, I I'm like, I, I do this, like I'll, you guys can't see this who are just listening, but I'm like looking at the camera. I'm just like, why is my mouth so so salivary? And I say that like <laughs> while I'm filming, it's just like weird things like that. And I, but it's so funny when you look back at it. And so I think that's such a clever idea. And I think it's really smart too because I think one of the biggest things for content creators is having that personal touch. And I think that really makes your audience. I'm guessing that that makes your audience really connect with you as as a person and not just that video that they saw that one time, right? Well, it kind of well, brings true. you to life. Exactly. Yeah. It makes it seem, it makes the project seem that much more achievable mm -hmm. if they can see that you're screwing up while you're doing it. Um, and it also makes me, uh, it humanizes me, right? So I'm not just some, you know, weird nameless guy out on the internet that builds a, a project flawlessly. No, I'm just an average dude who screws up a lot and I'm just like you. And right you see the outcome of the project. So if I can do it, you can do it. And that's my whole, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do with the whole channel is I want to demonstrate product or projects to people that they can do themselves so that they end up going out to my website. So they buy the plants. I mean, that's right. Right. how I make my living. So right. yeah, it's picking the projects is the big thing. And then showing people that, they're very achievable. They can do them themselves. It's no magic. Well, see, that's the one thing about, and I think it, if, first off, if, you, if my listeners don't listen to their podcast, it's We Built a Thing, and it's awesome. They talk about family life. It's, it's a podcast, um, and you were talking about it on the podcast, and see, this is why I need Jacob. Because <laughs> for some reason I lose my thought process. <laughs> what are we talking about? This is why people well, are going to well, listen. No, so I mean, I and I, I'll I'll uh, second that though. I think the We Built a Thing podcast, and I've said this to Bruce, I'm, and I hope he's reiterated it to to you and and Mark Drew. Is I think you guys have one of the best podcasts going right now. I think it's it's really really well put together. It's got an amazing balance of of your personalities, humor, uh, woodworking tips, and it's just it's just a it's just a solid podcast which I, that I think you guys have really hit your stride. And uh, so yeah, so I would I would agree, Stephen. If, if anyone hasn't checked out, we built a thing. Definitely check it out. Yeah, oh, thanks. Folks, I appreciate that. It really is, and check out this podcast if you're not listening to it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always funny when I, whenever I promote another podcast, I can see Vincent just like. Being like, 
you're promoting another podcast even. <laughs> why are you why are you doing that? Ethan yeah, right. Joe Wilson, you're on also. I mean, you've been on before. Yes. But uh what's your I can't remember. I don't hardly ever listen to you words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh no, so I I am the co-host of Because We Make uh with Vincent Ferrari. And so it was it, Vincent's uh Vincent's pet project. He started it. I came on as a guest on episode 11 and ever since then I have been the uh, stuttering, uh, sometimes making coherent sentences co-host. So, right. So basically, <laughs> you're you're emulating me because I yeah, can't there you go, right. sentences together. <laughs> See, and that's why I had to get a co-host because I it's couldn't hard. carry this on for an entire hour and a half because I would forget where I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and it's that's hard. What the, that's what you know. You get old, you know. <laughs> so that's it, it happens and it sucks, but. <laughs> But the, the, what I was getting at earlier is I remember listening to your podcast, and I think it was the last one, and you and Bruce were talking about, basically Bruce said that you are doing everything that, you are doing everything against what everybody has said, and you're, and you're successful. So, you know, you guys, I think you were talking about the difference between likes and the hearts or, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> And Bruce said something about, you know, well, no, I like everything or I give it a heart. And you're like, man, I don't give it a heart unless it unless it's calls for one. Yep. You got to earn it. You know, and I was like. So let me ask you, did, have you earned a heart from my channel? I don't know. Have you ever made a comment that I hearted? Be, it, it's a badge of honor. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't not, I'm on a good look now. How I, <laughs> well, how do I find that out? You got to look at my mail. <laughs> You got to go look at every comment. Oh shit! Never see, mind. that's that's the see. Now he's driving more traffic back to his channel. See, he's a podcast. He's a he's a website wizard. No, but there is something to be said that for that. I mean, I, I understand. I know what Bruce is saying because, and I'm he, I. And he's a numbers guy. Bruce is a really guy. really right. good numbers guy, and he knows how all the inner workings you know, function behind the scenes and behind the curtain at at YouTube. And he knows that if he likes a comment that actually generates, you know, an email to that person and it, I don't know, it's somehow it's interaction and the certain number of hearts on a certain number of comments on your video, it actually boosts the ratings somehow in the algorithm. I don't know how any of that works. I just think, you know, it's that little heart is, I want it to mean something, right? you know, I I want it to mean, I want it to actually be a heart. Like I love this comment. And if somebody just posts and says, cool, Cool. or I could have done, I could have done that too. If I had all those tools. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm not going to love that comment. I mean, come on, get out of here. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I hang on to those and I dole them out very sparingly. It is. It is. Well, actually, I was, so I was, this is this is kind of spit it out, uh, man. Spit it out. You're not me. Okay. Yeah. No. So it was. It was funny though because so I have this thing with um, so Jesse Ueda and Ben Ueda. But so Jesse Ueda, for some reason, her mom like uh picked up on my comments, and so I I told Jesse I think the other night I was like I gauge my comment game and how good I'm doing at making funny comments or touching comments by if your mom likes them because it's so funny i don't know why she likes my comments but she does i don't she has no clue who i am and it's so sweet and i really you know it tickles me but i also think but that 
it is a big thing. Like if someone responds, if someone comments back to me, that to me, that's the heart. If, if I make a comment and someone even says thank you and they're a big YouTuber, I know that that I did something that got their attention, right? Yeah, yeah. And right. and and that's it is it. You're right. It's a badge of honor. It's it's a, it, and it's a great way to get noticed too. And because there's so much noise otherwise, right? I also think that if you kind of hold the hearts close to your chest and you don't really give them out unless you're giving them out to meaningful comments, that person and those people that do earn those hearts, they're going to be your fans for life. Right. For sure. Yep. You know, so it, I think it's kind of a way of solidifying a, a fan base as well. Absolutely, if, yeah. If I just hearted, if I hearted your comment and you thought, oh, cool, and then you go out to that same thread and you see somebody else, you know, saying, ah, it sucked, but whatever, you know, and I hearted that comment as well, well, yeah, you, that would, it would you make yours that, seem meaningful or meaningless, you, wouldn't it? Right, right. But you do that anyway. You'll go like you'll you'll go give them a heart and then block them and delete them. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's yeah, well, that's no, different. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story on your podcast. Can you can you tell that story again? Yes, that was please. So good. Let, let our listeners, who are probably all your listeners, but now yeah, they can hear it again. You know, I, I I read that comment when I was at Mark's house in Wyoming, and we were all there as a big get together. Yeah, and somebody had mentioned to me, they're like, dude, you have got to go read this comment that just landed on, on your page. And so then I went out there and I read it live and I, somebody recorded me reading it. And I don't remember who did that. If that was Bruce or if it was Jeremy, I don't remember, but I read the comment and then I held it up to the camera and I'm like, loving it and banning it, you know, and then I banned <laughs> the guy right there on camera. So I don't exactly remember what the comment was, but it was really hurtful and right. so much so that it was just like over the, so over the top hurtful, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was over the top. I mean, this guy he put in some effort. <laughs> like he broke out the thesaurus and he's like, I'm gonna make this one really sting. Ooh. And yeah, he wrote his comment and yeah, so I loved it and then I banned him. Brilliant. I think I think I've told this story. And maybe not, but uh, I, one of uh, Jimmy Duressa's favorite, uh, one of my favorite comment uh, stories from Jimmy Duressa is he was, he, all the negative ones, he'd only heart the like negative ones. <laughs> and, and then like, but one of the brands that he was working with, with was like, you got to stop hearting these, <laughs> these <laughs> negative comments. It's I heard that on his, yeah. Po yeah, I heard that on his podcast. So funny. That was funny. Yeah, you got to stop hearting these people. <laughs> Why? It's fun and it's my channel. Yeah, it's so my channel. I can right. do whatever I want to with it, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't have any sponsors, so I mean, there. I mean, that kind of can lead into a, another question, Drew. I know you've worked with sponsors, um, for and and let me let me back up and pretty much, Drew. What this podcast is about is the beginnings of how everything starts, okay. you know, you get all your tools and then you, you start, you know, your first video and then you, <laughs> you start a YouTube channel and then you start Instagram and then you do a podcast, but there's growth all throughout this. So I'm basically doing a chronicle of my trials and tribulations as we go through so that people can go back and listen to the podcast or watch my videos and see the first couple and go, man, you suck. This is where you, you know, and kind of a 
you know, look up to somebody to, for, a, you know, the young, younger or middle aged. I'm not really middle aged anymore, but you know what I mean? Um, the, the younger people that are coming up, it, it, sure. it may inspire them. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. It, okay. It, and that's what this podcast is pretty much about. So, I mean, these are kind of very vanilla questions, but uh, there are questions that I have that you can Google, but unless you talk to somebody, it's, it's better when you actually talk to somebody than Google it. Well, yeah. and it's you nice know. to know that, that like it's one, you come in and you see these big, big YouTubers or big whatever, and you feel like they just got there. They, they were, were there from day one. Right. And right. so it's nice to see that, that, you start off and you grow and you get better and you grow your audience and stuff like that, right? Like, I think that's part of it too, is that we don't, we all start from ground zero, right? And we figure it out as we go, so. Well, actually, Drew didn't start out from ground zero, <laughs> did you, Drew? Well, what do you mean? You actually had uh, another pod, or not another podcast, but another YouTube channel. Oh, I did, but I mean, that was on a completely oh, different it's still, genre. I know, but it's still, you still you knew the a little bit of the nuances of the the youtube i did so, but i okay so here's yeah, i didn't know the, that for See, those people something man all right ethan i have a podcast called we built a thing you should try <laughs> listening to it sometime love it love it um so i did i was heavy into um flying drones and aerial photography and how to like modify and do all that sort of stuff to your drone so i was really heavy into that for a while and then i wasn't and i just figured okay i've had enough of this and just kind of left the hobby and and it all went it all went bye-bye um, right. but then some time went by and then i kind of discovered this you know it's like well wow I, I really like woodworking let's start monkeying around with that. And just like you, I started on cutting boards. So I was joining cutting board groups on Facebook. And somebody had asked a question on Facebook and, and they said, how do you like it? I'm just starting and I have a shop vac and it won't attach to my uh, sander. The, the port is the wrong size. So what do I do? And I replied to him and I said, well, I can, I can tell you what I do, except it's, it'd be actually be a lot easier for me to show you. Do you want me to just quick go downstairs and film what I did and, and share it here? And they said, yeah, do that. And so I went down and I filmed real quick, like just with my phone, how I created my own PVC adapter for my shop back to my tools. And since then, I've actually made a, a video and I put that out on my channel. It's one of my earliest ones. So I posted that on Facebook and it just went nuts in that group. They're like, holy cow, this is awesome. You should really start your own YouTube channel. This is amazing. And I thought, oh, I've done the whole YouTube thing, but it's not, uh, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You know, and then a couple more times, you know, I ran down to the shop and I filmed something really quick and then I showed up to the, the group on Facebook and they're all like, this is amazing. You really need to do a YouTube. I was like, oh, all right. 
maybe I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll just create a YouTube channel and I'll throw these little clips up there just as a repository. I'm not going to like create this monster channel and then try to feed it all the time. You know, well, that's what it turned into. But yeah, yeah, that, so that the, didn't happen at all. Yeah. So those little clips ended up getting replaced with like full blown, you know, movies that, that show people how to create these things. And, and I really uh, kind of got carried away with it, but uh, yeah. So that's how it, it kind of snowballed into what it is today. That's awesome. I didn't know that background. Yeah, yeah so you gotta listen. You gotta listen to that podcast, man. It'll, it'll I know. I know. I was, I was to late know. to the party. I was you really <laughs> are. I mean, but that's what happens when you have a man crush. You know, <laughs> not really a crush. It's more of a. And it's like I told Bruce on the very first episode. Um that you bruce and then eventually mark because i didn't know about mark until the podcast um you you and bruce were my inspiration to pretty much start everything because i'm like because of your outtakes at the end i'm like oh he's not perfect oh he's a goofball just like me yes (laughs) and i'm like well hell i'm uglier than he is so actually that ugly on the internet gets you everywhere so you know, I got a face for radio, so I'm going to make videos. <laughs> Love it. And, you know, that's me, Drew. I told Bruce the same thing. You guys are the reason that I'm here. And I appreciate awesome. it. Um, well, you know, awesome. and, and and so I want to kind of give back to the community because the community was uh, very welcoming, uh, I have to say. Um, I was you, actually, can just, you can just write us a check. <laughs> it'll be in the mail. Yeah, okay. right. I have your address and everything. So you have a different mail service from what I've heard. So that is true. Yes, it, it goes by the way of Antarctica. <laughs> it may take seven or eight months to get there. Um, wait a minute, man. I'm giving you I'm giving you props on your stuff, and you know you're wanting to charge me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's what I'm kind of curious. Kind of, I wonder if there are people that pay other people to be on their podcast or donate. I mean, I, I in our community, I know there are probably some out there that do, but I've not oh, seen podcast any. podcasts uh, advertise on other podcasts for sure. They right, do, but I mean, I'm talking I mean, actually like you and Drew come on the show, mm-hmm. and you get money for being here. I give you, you know, whatever, uh, you know, know, you get paid to actually appear. I want does that do you, Drew? Do oh, you know yeah. if that happens or yeah, that uh, happens. In, in, you think in our sure. space it does? Um, we had some gal she was a she was a blogger and she was offering to um, pay us to come on our show as a guest and we just don't do interviews you know on our show so we had to tell her it's like yeah it's not really what we do but thank you for the interest so i mean it it happens um they're looking to in it's an investment into their own business right now so like if i wanted to pay to appear on you know, like uh, Dave Fischutos and uh, right, making it, yeah, yeah, on making yeah. it. If I wanted to pay to get on there, I don't even know if they would do that, right? Because they're not really an interview podcast either, right. right? But let's just say they were. I would be making that investment to go onto their show to route people to my YouTube channel and my right. website, and right. hopefully re, you know, recover that expense. So, I mean, it makes sense, but um, I don't really know of that many 
Yeah, um, I don't know. About, I don't listen well, to that many, but. Well, you know, I, th- I, I mean, the only thing I can think of where I've actually heard that was, you know, again, uh, um, made for profit. They, I mean, and it, I don't think it was directly paid, but they they brought the um, the organizer of um, it's now Maker Maker Camp, but no, not Maker Camp. Uh, Maker, Maker Fair. Maker no school whatever the it didn't happen because of COVID but oh, okay. uh, Maker School or something like that summer school Maker summer school um, but it was the um, I don't know whatever it was but the year that they did it they were both going to be um, speakers at the thing and stuff like that and they brought that the um, organizer on to talk about the the event and everything like that and again I, so I don't think that was necessarily paid but they were get you know they had speaker roles and brought and again that's nothing wrong with that that's not i don't say anything wrong with that that's what it is but um but that's the closest thing i can really think of that i've actually seen that yeah yeah usually it's just the um cross promotion right you know like we talked to um mark spagnuolo and and those fellows over at workbench con and you know matt cremona i i asked him i said hey what do you think about you know, doing some cross promotion. And he said, Oh yeah, definitely. That's let's do it. Right. And sure enough, the very next episode that they released, they were pushing people to, we built a thing. And so like when we launched, we pushed everybody over to them, which, you know, it's, it's a very lopsided thing because they're huge. You know, they've been around for years and years and years and we're not, (laughs) but, but, but you guys have very loyal, listeners i, we I do. would say yeah so I, would, I, and I think yeah. that's there's a difference i think there is there's something to be said i think and you guys aren't small by any means but i mean i think that rel, you know between those two i think you guys probably have more passionate and uh, listeners that listen every week i bet i bet you guys have more of that than they do well right, that's, it, it, that's certainly possible i would say that our listeners probably listen to us because they're attached to the personalities that they Absolutely. hear. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise, you know, people that listen to other ones may be attached to the topic that they're discussing. Right. That's fair. Yep. yep. And that's- but, I mean, that's why I listen to podcasts, though. I mean, I listen to Making It and, um, you know, the Modern Maker podcast and stuff like that. And a lot of times, I mean, it's, it's, it's not about the topic necessarily. It's, it's because I, I like them as people and I like hearing their perspective on things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a lot of reason why I watch YouTube videos too. It's like, I'm not going to necessarily build whatever they're building. It's a little bit of entertainment and, um, and I pick up little things from every video. Um, and, and that's what, that's why I watch YouTube videos. It's not because I'm going to go and build the exact thing most of the time so sure yeah i was uh, actually listening to a I, I watched another video from another maker um he's a pretty big channel but um and he was saying something about he doesn't do full build videos because he's he basically said if you want to build he said because we make a you know a a dining room uh what do you call it? The China cabinet or something like that. The big one. He said, he said, yeah, he said, there's a lot of, he said, you have to take a lot of stuff and put it into less than 10 minutes or under 20. And he said, it's just pretty much impossible. 
to get every little piece that you've done. So what he does is he has a project video. He doesn't have a project video, but he has pieces of the video that show that highlight what he's doing, whether he's making uh, muttons and for panes of glass and things like that. You know, he concentrates on that, how to make a cabinet door. He'll do that instead of the whole build video. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know, that might be a good idea because I mean, it, Drew, you would know it's hard to make a video. I don't, it is, but I, I think what you need to do this, this goes way back to when you were saying this, you know, the, the purpose to this podcast is geared towards mm. those that are looking to just get started. Right. Right. One of the thing that, that I wish I knew when I was just getting started was, okay, where, what do you want your focus to be? Mm -hmm. right. What are, is your goal to make, a hundred percent of your money on YouTube ad revenue or where do you want to make your money? Um, at the time I didn't know. I just dove in the pool and figured, all right, I'll, let me see if I can figure out how to swim once I'm in here. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to be strategic about it, try to figure out where do you want to make all your money ahead of time? Now the, the route that I have chosen is not unlike some other people that I've seen out there, but yet it's still, it's, I'm definitely in the minority. Yes. I gear um, myself so that all of the money, not all of, but the greater portion of the money that I make is from sales of plans related to the projects that I, you know, put out on YouTube. So right. I try to dream up projects that are unique, that I have put my own twist on, and that I think other people will want to build. And, and, and where they could use a, a plan to make it, right? Like it's unique enough that... Ex exactly, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, if I'm just making a box or something right. like that, well, they don't right. need plans to do that. So um, I try yeah, to come I up with... plans from your website just to build a box. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been... You've been you... <laughs> but it was a trebuchet box so <laughs> yeah there you go uh, that was a good video <laughs> yeah it was awesome so i try to you know make these projects um seem achievable not seem they are achievable they're easy especially with my plans my plans are very detailed very thorough yeah. and yes, and they, they walk you through um and on top of that they're extremely affordable so i make my plans super cheap and so you're going for volume over Yes, yeah. yes, because my, my thinking was if if I become a website with, let's say, 50 sets of plans out there and all of those 50 plans are super cheap, um, that's, that's going to spread. You, people right. are going to be talking about that. And right. I, by word of mouth, eventually I'll make up that difference had I just priced them much higher. Uh, to right. begin with. So let's keep them cheap and then hopefully we can kind of create our own little wildfire and, and spread a little bit. So that was my thinking is that in the beginning, I'll have the video go out and I'll get some, a little tiny piece of YouTube ad commission uh, from the ads. And then the majority will be from people going to my website to buy the plans. Once they're in the plans, I'll have links inside the document that refer them to my Amazon store to get all the other components that they'll need to achieve that project. So there's right. a little tiny bit there as well. 
And of course, you know, if you want to buy t-shirts and all that other stuff, well, then there's even more streams of revenue coming. Right. Yeah. And um, we had uh, Jenny and Davis on last night and that's pretty much their recommendation to me was, you know, I said, you know, what if you have this over here and then you have your Instagram or you have, and you're sending them to different places and they recommended you want to send them all to one central location. Yeah. Show everything that you have, whether it's building plans or making things and selling them or whatever your, your, your website does. You want to direct them to wherever your revenue is going to come from. Exactly. No, that's, yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the things I've learned from listening to your podcast, Drew, is that websites aren't really important. Websites and email lists and those types of things are, you, you own those things, right? Yep. You, yep. you don't own YouTube. We, we are a guest on YouTube. We are a guest on Instagram. But your website is yours and your email list is yours. And so driving people to that is, is important, right? Because if, if any of those things go away, you still have that email list. You still have that website traffic. Is that and, fair? Or? Oh, absolutely. No, it's of paramount importance. Is YouTube is just a tool that I'm using right. to advertise what I really have. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and I'm selling invisible bits of knowledge that are on files sitting out on the internet. Right. How cool is that? I don't take any orders. I don't do commission work. I've actually never in my life sold a piece that I've made. Well, no, I take that back because I you, sold the push sticks. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I sold those. Um, but that was kind of a gimmicky thing anyways. But I mean, as far as taking an order from a customer, right. I've never in my life done that. And I never plan to because yeah. for me, that just kind of saps the enjoyment out of it. Um, mm -hmm. I want to create my own things. And usually I'll just make them once and I'll make plans for them and I'll sell the plans so that other people can make it. Um, you mean you're never going to make another wavy flag? Ever? <laughs> never. <laughs> I think we all know. Anyone that's listening, never. <laughs> I think you even said that on your podcast this week. I will Probably, never yeah. make another one of those. <laughs> it was fun. It was nice, but never. Well, no, it's, and it, that's interesting that, I mean, that's an interesting take though, too, is it's not that you're saying that you're, you'll, I mean, you're, you are saying that you'll never make it again. But you're not just doing you're saying instead i'm going to provide the plan so that so you can you can make it for yourself and that's i think that's true. interesting because i don't like i i'm the same way i really there's only like a couple things that i make that i'll that i enjoy making multiple times the exacto knives the camera wrist straps there's very few but other than that i hate making the things the same time so i just mm -hmm. don't make them but i think that's a really interesting approach to say all right this is something that people want let me provide a way for them to have it without me having to make it. That's a really, I, that's, I hadn't thought about it that way before. So. And I was talking to my wife over dinner tonight and cause we were talking about the business and I told her, I said, what I'm trying to create is something that will be sustainable um, in for years to come. Right. So if there ever is a time when I get, let's say I, I get injured or I get hurt and I can't, uh, make these projects anymore well what i can do is i can just relax and i can you know focus on myself a little bit all the while i'm still 
receiving revenue from people that are buying the plans because that is a constant stream of income that sits in the background. Sure, there are spikes. Whenever I release a new video, there's a spike and I I sell more plans. Um, But so that is always my incentive to keep releasing new content. But if something ever happens to me, I want to still make sure that my family is provided for. And for those people that are solely dependent on YouTube ad revenue for their primary source of income, they won't be able to do that, you know, if they get injured. So right. I, I'm trying or to be a little you, bit, or if YouTube goes bust or something. I mean, well, that's that's true. I mean, there are there's people trying to speculate. You know, is YouTube going to be here in ten years? I right. don't. I don't know the answer to that. Will I will it be tell a new you, TikTok or something. You know, it just something right. will take its place. So, I mean, with that, that being be? said, I am protecting myself. I'm downloading all of my own content. I'm keeping it all, uh, so that if YouTube ever does go away. I will still have all of my material, all of my creations, all of my videos, and I'll be able to put them up on whatever the next one is and be able to keep and maintain uh, the, the revenue from selling plans because everything redirects them over to the website. Right. So that, um, I think that is probably the biggest reason why I I do complete build videos. So this goes back to what you were saying before, Steve, how that other fellow chooses not to, and he splits it up and that's, he's doing it for the right reason uh, because there's just too much uh, to cram into one video. The video might be an hour and a half long, right? And nobody's going to watch that. So he would probably get the most views and the most ad revenue if he broke it up into little pieces. So he's already got that figured out. Right. However, He's solely uh, relying on YouTube ad ad revenue, right? Because he can't really release a plan for how to build a single cabinet door. Or yeah. well, he does have a, he does have his own website and something else, uh, some kind of uh, blog or something like that. I mean, he has other streams of revenue, but I know what you're. T- I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so I try to encapsulate the entire project in a, in a single video. I want to show you from start to finish, and then at the very end of the video, you get to see, okay, this is what your finished project product is going to look like, and if you want to make it yourself, you can go here, right. and, and that's it. So the whole thing is just one direction over to my website. And like Ethan was saying earlier about the mailing lists, those are extremely valuable, and I would encourage anybody, if you're looking to start it up, if you're looking to just get into this, stand up your website and put a little sign up at the bottom for people to add their emails that you'll get some every single day. You'll get people subscribing to your newsletter and then you can use that because you own that. You own that list. They are opting in to hear from you. So you can shoot out a monthly newsletter, weekly newsletter, whatever, um, you know, with your own promotions or, talking about the new project that you just released, et cetera. So I've made a lot of money just from my newsletter as well. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that was Are one you... of the things I've always picked up from, from, from you specifically, Drew, is, is how, how, how important and how mm. like beneficial having that newsletter or that, and that email list can be. And I, and that's something I haven't done, but I, but I've, I definitely need to. I think that's a great way to build your kind of core audience and it's great. I think it was about a year and a half ago at WorkbenchCon, we had some 
some gal speak at one of the classes and she was talking about um, email lists and, and that's and the, the importance of them, how she uses them to market herself and her products and all that stuff. And I thought, man, I, I don't know if I want to manage yeah. that. I mean, right. I don't want to annoy people with a <laughs> sign up thing. When they go to my webpage, I don't want this box to pop up in front of them and say, hey, give me your email. I want to spam you. Um, that would just be annoying. I, I don't know about that. That's but then I really felt. <laughs> Well, oh, definitely. You know, I, I, that's the same because I hate, I hate the hate marketing spam. email. Yeah, spam emails. Yeah, right. yeah. So right. I, I thought again. Let me do my own creative spin on this. Right. I'm going Sorry. to, in a very subtle spot on my web page, have an opt-in location where people can type in their email if they want to. It is not going to be in your face. It's not going to you know, be a window that pops up that you have to close before you go anywhere else on the, on the page. It's just going to be down at the very bottom. If they happen to scroll down there, then great. Otherwise, no big deal. See, you I know? like that approach. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it started off about a year and a half ago. And um, I'm about like, I got about 7,000 people now on my email list. Holy so now... Anytime that I release a new video, I write up a big thing, right? And I have it broken down into sections. The latest project that I'm just working on with mm -hmm. links and embedded videos uh, that link to YouTube. So I do get uh, views for the mm -hmm. people that click on the email. Then it goes into other sections too. What's new on the website? What do I have up coming up next? And then there, I'm pushing the podcast as well. And if there's other special promotions or coupons or things like that, that I have, I'll throw them in the newsletter and I keep it light and humorous, you okay. know, just my typical self. And hopefully it's, it's refreshing again, you know, it's, right. it's not your typical spam message. Well, right. And the people that have bought into you and your personality, it's not, that's not, it's not spam at all. Right. It's, they're excited to kind of just hear your dad jokes. Right. And, 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 right. and yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, do you do anything like instructables or anything like that? You know, I used to. Um, <clears throat> but that's one of the things I'm, I feel like I need to be doing, and I know a lot of people that do it, and I just haven't yet. But So I, I talked to the – I forgot his name. Is it Taryn? I forget. The guy that runs instructables. Mm -hmm. um, so he and I, we traded emails um, – a long time ago and i had asked him what's the etiquette for instructables when it comes to selling things right you know is, promoting yourself and right, right. Yeah. and he said well it's it's kind of a gray area because instructables i mean the whole idea of it is that everything's 100 percent free mm -hmm. um so if you have an element of your project which you would like to charge for you can try it but I can't guarantee that people will really jump onto that. Um, so with that in mind, I only have a couple instructables out there. I did one was that wavy flag and I put that out there and that did phenomenal. I mean, like right off the bat, um, it was the front page uh, instructable. They put it right there at the top and they're like, this is featured. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> And it got all kinds of traffic and all kinds of likes and, and it did amazingly well. The thing is, is 
at that point, I felt very conflicted to then package that project up into a set of plans and then sell those plans uh, yeah, on my website yeah. because I'm right. like, eh, you know, if Joe Schmo happens to come to my website and he pays me $5 to get those plans, is he going to be it. hurt if he goes and sees it for free over there? I, I felt very conflicted. Yeah. Um, so I stopped doing the Instructables um, and I did package the projects up that I had over there, which is only two of them. I did a putting green and, and the wavy flag, and those are for sale on my webpage now. So insider tip, if you are looking to get those two projects, I think you can still get them for free if you dig them up on Instructables. And you, um, only, and you can only hear that on this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's why he's saying it because we are so small. <laughs> I, I, won't lose many, I won't lose many patrons on my website if I tell them the secret. <laughs> but uh, that was fun. <laughs> but I mean, and like I said, Drew, this is why I have people on like you. Um, I mean, we could shoot the crap or, you know, shoot the bull, but there's also some kind of, you know, there's a subject. And you've gone through it, right? Yeah. I mean, right. And, you know, so I really hope that uh, I, as we all do, hope that the podcast takes off. But I, the one thing that kind of, the question that I have is on the tip of my tongue, and I remember it because I wrote it down. <laughs> How do you, so this is not your full-time gig or is it a part-time gig along with other part-time gigs, Drew? I, I own two companies and one of them is a computer consulting company, which I've owned for about 10 years. And the other one is Fisher Shop LLC. So yeah. I did incorporate uh, my YouTube uh, business a couple years ago. Yeah. And kind of went made it legit and the reason why i did that is because i figured okay for tax reasons i kind of have to um, thankfully in the state of michigan uh, digital products are not taxable so i can sell uh, as many digital prod products as i want um, and not have to pay any tax on that but the moment that i start doing commissions work or even selling like little push sticks or, or even stickers, you know, you can buy a sticker for $2 off my website, but that's a physical tangible product. Yeah. So technically the IRS wants their piece. Um, so I need to pay tax on that. So if you that's... happen to be in the state of Michigan and you buy a product that is deriving from the state of Michigan, you, I need to pay Michigan sales tax. Makes so, sense. Crazy. Yeah, I, yeah that's it. I knew there had to be a tax right. reason. <laughs> yeah. No, that's smart. I mean, that's another reason, though, that plans make sense for your business model, right? But I mean, see, yep, yeah, exactly. And digital products uh, are not taxable in many other states, too. So that's another thing that if you're looking to start up, um, take a look at your current state and see what you will have to pay tax on. Because most people, it's word of mouth, right? I mean, right. you're selling to your family or your neighbors or your friends, and they're all in your, your state. Uh, so if they are in the same state as you, you're going to have to pay sales tax on that. So you're going to have to modify your price to reflect that. Right. Interesting. And you don't have to do that because you don't have to pay taxes. Because it, it's, it's not a business secret that 
you know, if, if, so, if you have to pay taxes on a product that you make, you're going to charge more for that product to make up the tax. Yeah, you know, but you're you not going to go. Mean, you know right. what? I don't want to. I don't want my people to be, you know, taxed. So I'm going to lower my prices. That's not how you make money. Yeah, right. You know, so you you have to, you know, up price it. And I actually, um, I got my first commission piece the other day, oh, and I was congrats. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Um, and it it came from the the mallets that I'm making. Oh, cool! And he actually reached out to me, and he's like, "Wolf, I wanna, I wanna, can I get one of those from you?" And I was like, "You wanna buy one of these? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, isn't that weird though? That that first time, uh, the first couple times, or it's still to me, it's, I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, they, they all look like crap. I mean, you know, they're they're gonna be freebies to give away, you know, because I hit three hundred." And that's it. And you want to buy one? So I actually had to go. And because of the, we, uh, because of um, Eric's, uh, Ethan and Vincent's podcast, it made me real. It made me realize that my time is precious mm-hmm. when you are building something. So I actually went through in my, well, actually I wrote it down because I can't do shit. Uh, stuff in my head. Jacob's not even on. I know. I gotta bleep something out. Um, so I had to think about it. Okay, so there's going to the planer, there's going to the joiner, there's the the product itself, you know, the the material, but the most cost is the time. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of amazed that I was like, when I got it all done, and I went. I'm getting I'm gonna get paid 25 cents an hour basically right like no I was like nobody's gonna pay for this right you know this much for a freaking hammer made of wood (laughs) and so I messaged him and he's like oh that's fine I'm like you have got to be kidding me that's how I felt when I made all those push sticks I mean I put I put a crazy amount of work Mm -hmm. into making all those walnut end grain cnc push sticks you know and i did them by hand um so the only thing that i cnc'd in was my logo um but the, it was a it was a crazy amount of work but i thought where do i price these things at right yeah um and i figured well you know what let's just let's just go for the moon um and see if people want to buy them not because they're necessarily worth that much but because maybe they're buying Official um, shop, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. They're they're buying into the name and, yep. and and me, you know, and they're using it as a display piece, not necessarily to chew it up. But uh, right. they all went and they all sold like within twenty four hours, which yeah. blew my mind. How many did you make? Forty or fifty? No, I only made twenty. I made ten of each. Oh, that's right. Um, yep. Yeah, ten of each, and then zip, they were gone. And I spent a long time making those ten. So, but think about know. it: if you had priced them half is what you did you know like think about that because that's i mean it's a good lesson for any of us and i and i'm guilty of it too and i've gotten better at it right you like now especially when someone wants something custom or whatever you know i'm like all right i'm gonna charge more and and if it's not worth it for you i don't i always try to preface it that way i'm like i understand if this is too much i get it no hard feelings but this is the only way it makes sense for me right Mm -hmm. right yeah 
Yep. So, well, I'm going to tell you what, guys, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with Mr. Drew Fisher. All right. And we're back. And we're back. Hey. <laughs> Drew took over the show. Well, <laughs> welcome to We Built the Thing Part Two. <laughs> Oh, it was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, and we were talking, and it was just like, it was like five minutes ago that we were talking. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. I forgot what we were I talking. think I took yeah, a nap. Well, that, I think fun. I was like Mark, <laughs> and I took a nap. Oh, that was the question that I had. So, so Drew, you have Instagram, which yes. you're yep. really – you're really not that active on. I mean, you probably, but you're not as active as other people doing stories every day or posting. No, I hate it. Yeah, you basically <laughs> use Instagram for your, hey, this is my newest Promoting. project. Right. Come to my website and take a look at it, or I have a new video out. So you use it kind of for advertising for the shop. I know that I don't use it right, and I know that I don't use Instagram like I could, and I know that... I could, if I used it correctly, that it would be so much more beneficial for me. But I have absolutely no desire to learn how to do that because right now, Instagram is just another monster that I need to feed. And yes. Well, people well, and, and for you i i don't think i don't think that's where your money you don't you money don't is going to come from or your values no, gonna I, come from right i get i get absolutely yes. nothing right out of instagram i don't take commission work to, if i did do right. commission work then i could probably take a lot of orders to your instagram mm-hmm. right and, and i know a lot of people do i well, well i commissioned work from you ethan right, on right, instagram right, right, right. right so you get orders uh, through instagram so it's way beneficial for you but yeah for yeah. me yeah, that makes no not, sense. Not so much. I just throw you know little things up here and there, um, and but for and, your uh, core, but for your core followers, and I'm one, and I I believe I'm one of them. But you know, there's another hundred thousand of me out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, when you post something, it's like, oh, Drew posted something. What did he post? And usually, it, it's you know something funny and cute, and or you know, hey, I got a new project coming out. Yeah, and it because you are you are really going against the grain of everything that everybody teaches you on all the um, influencers channels. You went, eh, here's the here's the book on how to you know work a business through Instagram and Facebook and and YouTube. Uh, yeah, I don't need it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it my way, and if it doesn't work, well, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and I think that's to me, that's why you're so successful. Well, uh, I don't know if it's so much that, but I would like to stress that there is no silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot agreed. of people like to say, okay, what is the perfect formula for making a viral video? Mm-hmm. I, if everybody knew that, then there would be, be no viral. such, it wouldn't be viral. Right? You wouldn't, wouldn't know what a viral, viral video is. If right. they all were viral videos. Um, I have had one of my videos go viral, and I don't understand why it did. The bed? It, did, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I made a bed for my son. When I released the video, it went up to like 9,000 views, and then it just sat there for weeks. 
and then months. And then all of a sudden, boom, it exploded and went up to like two and a half million. Um, yeah, I just looked at that today and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, so it, I, I don't have any explanation. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. I don't get it. I don't understand the YouTube algorithm. There are videos that I could have sworn were going to do fantastic yep. and they didn't and they flopped. Well, and they probably should have. That, that, that's the thing that always gets me is, there, I mean, there's, there's projects that we, like we as makers or builders are proud of. And so we, we feel like they deserve a lot and maybe they don't, right? There's, there are those, but there's ones that really do, do deserve it. And because of the algorithm, they just get no legs it, yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah. But then there are the ones that kind of don't deserve it and they do get legs. Like, it, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly, if I could have my pick of which one of my videos could have gone viral, it would not have been the bed, right. The bed video. Right. I, right. I mean, it, that video was, it was okay. It was okay. It was, it was my very, one of my very first sponsored videos. And so I went way overboard plugging the company mm -hmm. and it, in some cases, it almost sounded like a commercial. And people would make comments. They're like, wow, it could be like a drinking game. I should take a drink every time he says this, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, yes, I get it. I went overboard. And, um, but hey, I got to pay the bills. So, right. yeah, I mean, but, but it's, it, you got to do what you got to do to make money. And well, no, that's true. And that, that's a whole nother argument, right? Is people yeah. taking sponsorships and, and who they take them from. But back to what you're talking about, as far as no silver bullet, some folks will say it's all about consistency. You know, mm -hmm. I remember speaking to Matt Cremona and he said, yeah. oh yeah, uh, my channel was nothing until I started doing the weekly shop update videos. And they were all done very consistently once a week at this time, at this date. And People began to expect it and look for it, and my channel grew because of it. So if you want your channel to grow, be consistent. I am anything but consistent. Right. There you are know when Drew's going to release a video. It's <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, even I don't know when I'm going to release a video. <laughs> Uh, because, I mean, life gets in the way, and right. sometimes my schedule gets bogged down, and I don't get it finished. And the thing is, is I'm not going to finish a or release a video until it's I am ready. thoroughly happy with the results. Right, right. but you and, also have other things that go along with that video. I mean, video, the, the, the actual act of videoing in your project is only one small portion of it. Then you have to edit it, then you have to do your write your uh, your email list and oh, yeah, the write up in the I mean, there's so much more that goes into and so when new people come on they just see two you know two million views and then they're like well he only posts once a month what the, you know or roughly on the average and it's like and he's you know doing really well. what the hell you know yeah. i'm here i'm posting <laughs> yeah. every day and i'm getting nothing well, yeah. I, I also think I, I, I think the algorithm changes so frequently that what worked yesterday doesn't necessarily work today. Right. And, and it'd be I, true, too. Yeah, and I think it's just to me. And, and I've listened to you guys. I've listened to uh, Jenny Davis and, and a lot of other influencers out there. And I just finally went, you know, what? I'm going to do what feels right to me. And if people watch it, they watch it. If they don't, I'm not going to get upset. It was like, and this actually comes from you, Drew, believe it or not. Um, I think I said it in the first podcast or the second one or the third one, probably all three of them. 
but you gave me some advice that I have never forgotten at WorkbenchCon this year. Because I was like, oh, you know, my little channel, I have 18 people. And you went, whoa, 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 don't, don't poo-poo your 18 people. Mm -hmm. said, that's your core. You said that's your core. And you looked at the table and went, see these two tables? That'll fit you. That'll and you know, you're standing up here by yourself in front of 20 people. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. right. And you know, and he's and they're all looking at you. Right. All of them. It's not, you know, they come in, they kind of look at you and go, yeah, or and then they start talking amongst each other. He's, they're all focused on you. And I was like, right. So I don't go with the numbers anymore. I mean, I no. like to, let, let's put it on. I like to see them go up. Everyone likes the numbers. No, I mean, I, I and not to jump in, I, I, I have taken a very similar approach though. Is again, if you were to go, here's the Instagram, you know, formula. You post every day. If you can post twice a day, post twice a day, and you know, X, Y, and Z, right. and and. I'm lucky if I post three times a week, but what I do is I, cause, and it's, it's because of what I, it's what I enjoy. I like making a full one minute, full build video, quote unquote, right. In one, a one minute build video. And I honestly think that because of that, I'd rather have a more engaged and uh, committed audience, but smaller. And that I, I truly believe that, that, uh, has fostered that because the people that follow me know that I'm going to put out a quality video. It's not just a picture of me getting a cool shot of me pushing something through the table saw, right? Like right. it's, it's a, whether you like what I'm making or not, it's an actual video. It's, you can learn something from it, all those things. And to me, that's way more important. And I know I'm not going to grow as fast as the person that's posting twice a day. Um, but, but it's to only me, the audience is more important. But quality it's only audience out of somebody's important. time. Right. It's not that you have to sit down. And I think that's one of the reasons why the, the algorithm, the videos, I just know that if a video is longer than a certain amount of time, you start to lose people because they kind of mm -hmm. get bored unless you keep re-engaging them. But I mean, I think Ethan, you have a perfect, not a, well, not, nothing's perfect. Well, there was this one guy once, but never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, but you post every week and you have a little build video and it takes a minute out of somebody's time. YouTube, you have to sit down and act. I mean, you can watch it on your phone, but if it's a 20 minute long video, you're going to watch it on your phone. No, no, I, I kind of made a deal with myself when I started making videos. I said, what is that threshold? What is that number? Right. Would I right. watch a 15 minute video? Yeah, probably. If would it I watch it, right? If if I would I watch like a nineteen minute video, it's like ooh, uh, right? I don't know, you know. So so right. okay, somewhere between there, like eighteen minutes or less, that's doable. But if I can get it down to like twelve or thirteen minutes, that would be perfect. Yeah. I honestly think that twelve to thirteen minute. Again, not every project, in on either direct on either side can fit to that but that is a really sweet spot like you don't want to take a eight minute video and make it 12 minutes right no but you don't either. want to take a 20 minute video and make it 12 minutes either so but right around i i totally agree with you drew i think that is like a, a sweet spot if the project warrants it that is a great spot to be in 
I'll let you know because uh, it, it, shameless plug. I just released a new video, and it is to me the dumbest thing ever. I'm gonna go comment right now. Hang on. <laughs> Can we go to a break while I comment? No. <laughs> the question is, are you gonna heart it? That's are the you question. Gonna heart it? Yeah, are you gonna heart my video, or am I gonna? It's gotta be a good comment, Drew. Comment. I don't know. I may take a you know page out of Drew's book. Right but now, I mean, I put out a video. It was it's stupid, but I showed it to a couple people, and they were like, "Dude, that's funny. That's yeah, just exactly. That's classic. Right. That is classic you." And I labeled it, you know, making you know lemons to lemonade, mm -hmm. because I wanted to do just a quick video to show me basically putting a through a, a pass through through a wall, and I put my shop back and dust and and Oneida. Um, cyclone in the closet so and then i put a remote control on it so all i had to do was just hit it on my vest oh good for you yeah that's awesome and, and i was just like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna video this is a good be quick video and so i did the intro and i always do mine cold unfortunately so i had to do three or four of them and that came out just fine and then for some reason i must have turned off the microphone or my uh, my lav mic and when I went back to watch the video, I'm like, oh, son of a, you got to be kidding me. No audio whatsoever. <laughs> and so I think it was one of the first podcasts or it's somewhere in the first, well, there's only eight of them. So, you know, it has to be one of the first ones. But I asked the guys and they said, you know what, take, do it like an old, um, uh, what do they call it? Karate movies that you. Yeah, you, I was you, just going to say. Jabba. Yeah, dub it over, and you know, just <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's still my voice. It's you know, it would be funnier if I had you know Drew, you or Ethan or somebody else do it. And they were like, what? That's not him, but that's so. That's, I decided. I, I like I that idea as well. That's pretty funny, but yeah. So I decided that you know what, I'm gonna make it into a silent movie. That's awesome. <laughs> I love so it. So I turned. I mean, I turned on that old timey movie where you have yeah. the lines going through it, oh, and, yeah, shaky, yeah. and then in between <laughs> cuts, I put the words, you know, this, awesome. this is a vacuum cleaner, you know, or uh, here's my vacuum cleaner. It really sucks. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is just stupid and nobody's going to watch it. And, uh, but did you have fun making it? And again, like, I think that's, did I have fun too. making it? No. Did I have fun <laughs> editing it? actually yes, yes. Yeah. yeah yeah that i yeah. guess that's what i mean like that and that, again i think that's important too we, yeah. we we can't forget the fact that maybe we're doing this as a business but at the same time we are st we're all still doing this because hopefully we like doing it right right yeah well yeah. i said it you know if you're I, I think i posted on one of my instagram stories if you're not having fun at this you're doing it wrong right it, i mean I know Drew. When you do your stuff, you're you're actually in the shop, and you could tell you're having fun, even when you screw up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, from what you tell us, you do a very a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm working on my next project, and, uh, and I next screwed screw up. up. <laughs> I already got the screw up covered. Yeah. One of my favorite screw ups of yours was you were putting some CA glue on something, and you were like. Did I just glue my finger to this? You were oh, like, yeah. you're like, yep. <laughs> it's like that is classic me. And I was just like, oh man, Drew, Drew must be like my brother from another mother or something. <laughs> That's, I've done it. I'm like, 
Oh man, I glued my finger to the. <laughs> to Again, the no. I had unnecessary walnut stuck to my thumb. <laughs> you know, I think I remember that. What you're talking about? I was making that table saw jig, and yeah, yeah, and I glued my fingers to the jig because uh, I was trying to hold it down while the glue was drying, and evidently there was some squeeze out, and it, I don't know, caught the tip of my finger. I was like, oh man, just glued my finger to the to the board. So I ended up uh, having to carry it all the way upstairs, and <laughs> I, I walked through the the family room with this thing attached to my hand. <laughs> And my wife's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just going over here. Yeah, just going over here. Yeah, just. You got any nail polish remover, honey? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I used. Yeah, I had to uh, inch it off a little, little bit by bit using nail polish remover. But yeah, I finally got it removed. Yeah, I, uh, that one, I was just, I've done that. And the one that I hate when you do, when you're doing a glue up, I have a little bench kind of like Ethan does. And for some reason, I just like sitting there. But I will do some glue ups there. And, you know, my iPod, or not iPod, but Alexa is right there, and my phone, and everything is just, you know, right there. And I have done this where a little bit of squeeze-out happens, and I rested my arm down on the table, and I felt something kind of cold. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Luckily, I have the um, acetone right up here. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, I can't. I couldn't walk through my house to go get it with you know your arm stuck to the table. It was kind of like that. Uh, it, was it um, Home Improvement when Tim got his head stuck to the oh, table? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, that would be me. Yep. Oh, uh, but you know, so I mean, <laughs> you don't. Not, you have not experienced anything that I don't think any else, any of us have. You know, you've messed up. You've but the thing about it is, is that when you mess up, you, you sit down, you figure it out, figure what I did wrong, and then you try it again. Or this didn't work. I need to do this. Maybe I'll try it this way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, like you said at the beginning, you were talking about the adapters for your shop back for the hoses. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you, you didn't get that right the first time. Oh, no, no. I And I actually, if people have pointed out to me, they're like, well, you probably could have done it this way. It would have been easier. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah you know what? That that would have been easier. Right. Yeah, I should, should have done that. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm a rookie at this. I, yeah. I'm not an experienced, seasoned woodworker. I'm figuring this stuff out as I go along. Um, it, that's another reason why I don't want to fake it right. in my videos and make you think, I'm the master of this. Um, when people ask me questions, more often than not, I am telling them, you know, I don't know the answer right. to that. Yeah, right. I've not experienced that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just a newbie, like most people are. I I also think too, and and again, I, I don't have the bloopers. I I should start doing that because I like that. But um, there's got to be something too, not in the exact moment because you always get pissed off in them. I mean. I, at least I do like in the moment I'm pissed that I messed something up or I'm just like or I just feel so stupid but there is something like rewarding of thinking about all right well at least I got some quality content out there of that, that mess yeah. up, right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least I can get something out of that stupid and, stupid thing I did right. you know and you bring up something very interesting Ethan and uh, what what is it 
is it emulation is the the most sincere form of compliment or something like flattery yeah 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 and so and when you're new at this you're you're just getting started you're just you're trying things you're trying to find you Mm -hmm. in your videos and everything and 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 i think that's way i don't know that's the way i'm doing it it's it's i try something i don't really like that try something else ah, this this one worked yep and and I put, and I actually put a, I was going to do a, an entire video of my screw ups, but I didn't have 15 hours. I don't <laughs> think you can upload that much to YouTube. Um, but I was like, I thought to myself, well, Drew does that. You don't want to be exactly like Drew, or you don't want to, you want to find your own rhythm, your own niche. Your own, yeah. Well, there's something to be said about that. But also, I mean, again, if you think that you can put your own twist on somebody else's idea, then do it, then go for it. But one of the things that I looked at before starting my channel, actually, was just after starting my channel. um, I thought, okay, how do I want to start doing my videos? Because I'd look at, you know, like Jimmy Duresta's videos, and a lot of them are sped up. And I thought, oh, I like that. I like how that how that flows and it's fast paced and it keeps you interested and mm-hmm. sometimes it's even funny to hear the, the tools in fast right. motion, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought, okay, well, I could probably go that route with fast motion. That would actually allow me to use more footage and a broader shot and condense it all in there without having to worry about, you know, pulling out the the perfect three seconds of mm-hmm. me cutting something on a table saw i can show me cutting the entire piece on a table saw in three seconds if it's just fast forwarded um so i thought okay let's do that and now what do do i want to like be talk how do i do the talking now you know because if everything's fast forward you can't hear me explaining things or you sound like mickey mouse or you know one of the right the chipmunks so then i thought all right well i guess i could do the voiceover um so how do I want to do that? Do I want to, you know, and then this is even before I started writing jokes and stuff like that. So I would just, my very first videos, my old ones, I would literally put on a headset at the computer, watch the video and just hit record and explain what's happening as I'm watching my own video. And then I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah. And it, it was, it's, it's not the way to, to do it. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. Yeah, um, no. I would never do that, Drew. <laughs> you do that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know what's funny, though? That, I mean, that's how, when Jimmy Duresta does a voiceover, you can tell that that's how he does it. Yeah, but he doesn't write a script. He, he no. just. But it's Jimmy Duresta, so you really yeah. don't care if he. You don't care, it. but I mean. The thing is, yeah, is, yeah he, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think he cares anymore at this point. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, but I. I'm very picky about the videos that I release. I want them to be perfect. I want I want to be proud of them for year for years to come. Right. I want to be able to sit down and be entertained watching my own videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's something that I'm just throwing together and cobbling together and throwing it out there for ad revenue, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get that. So I put in some time. I write a good voiceover. Yeah. I sprinkle in some jokes and then yeah, I read through it while it's recording and i try to read through it in a way where it seems like i'm not reading through it you know what i'm saying right no it it, it, you get that feel like you're just 
commenting on it as you're watching it. Yeah. But it doesn't, well, and, but it does yeah. yeah. And it was kind of funny. In preparation for tonight, I, I went back and watched some of your older videos. As you, you need to watch tell. them all. Watch them all. <laughs> watch them all? Yeah. If you revenue. want the full picture. There's your, yeah. <laughs> there's your payment. I will watch every one of your videos again. I will not comment on every video, though. <laughs> Well, because so you're not you going to get a heart. You better, you're not you better get step up heart. your comment game. Yeah. That way you won't know if I actually watched them or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I did notice that. I was like, and I watched you improve from, you know, when doing the voiceovers to doing a scripted voiceover. And you could definitely tell the difference. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to take the time to write a script. It, uh, it, it's because I enjoy the building process. It's all the other crap that goes along with it. Um, you know, it's just, it's time consuming. And I, oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, you are, I work on probably three or four different projects at the same time, which is not the way to do it. I can't do that. No, I'm very single. Threaded. One, yeah. 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 And that's, I, I tried to, I started to do that. And I started it, but I made a promise to myself, and then I broke that promise because I had I was waiting for the glue ups of the mallets, and I'm like, okay, now what? I'm gonna sit here and watch glue dry. Okay, let's go work on the you know the crosscut sled, and then it was from the crosscut sled back, and now I'm like, okay, you're an idiot, because now you have crosscut sled and hammer video on the same freaking card. <laughs> <laughs> so you so I have to go through the entire card. You know, the SD card yeah. and figure out which one. So I'm basically just going to just try and find the hammer videos and just throw the. Well, you know what? You know what I do is so I, I often because I'll have a I'll have Instagram projects and I'll have YouTube projects. And again, that's there's a negative to that because I'm splitting time and whatever. But the Instagram projects on my phone, YouTube, video, uh, YouTube videos on a camera and that's how I, that's my workflow is I keep them separate that way. Right. How do you um, edit your Instagram videos? Do you use iMovie? No, I, I use Loom. I use, so I'm, I'm a weird, I'm a weird one. Uh, I do all my editing on my iPad with uh, LumaFusion. Okay. Um, so, and I, I swear by LumaFusion. I, the, the drawback to it is. Today's episode is brought to you by LumaVision. Yeah. Um, the, the, it is like, I, I've gotten used to it. It's, it's, it is a struggle to, to edit on a very small screen. Like I'll get that, but LumaFusion, it's like 25 bucks and it, uh, it is just as powerful. Well, maybe not just as powerful, but it is almost as powerful as, you know, any of the other big name editing wow. softwares and it's and it's one-time costs free upgrades and everything like that so i always say too even if you're not even if you're using for youtube or whatever any of the other softwares like final cut or whatever even if you want to just use LumaFusion on your phone to edit your instagram posts videos it is worth 25 bucks or whatever it is like yeah. it, it's it's I, a it's it's a full it's not a mobile editing thing it's it's a full editing software just made for mobile devices so wow. i edit when everything on instagram for the most part is not actually done through instagram but it is taken on my phone you know mm -hmm. like the stories that i do those are done on the phone right but then sometimes i'll put those in the feed or at, at one portion of it to kind of 
you know, draw people to the feed or draw people to the stories because supposedly the Instagram algorithm, you know, when you do stories, that's where the money is. And I'm like, oh, there's so much to learn. And so I've never done a single story. You never. have not. Nope. Stories are the worst. I hate doing them, but I do them because I, well, actually, you in have some to. Ways I, no, you're good at them. I you're like them. doing them yeah. just for some reason. I just think people are engaged and they'll watch them. And I just look down at that little corner that tells you how many people watch them. And I was feeling pretty bad that I was like, no, nobody's watching these things. And then I hearkened back to what Drew told me and I looked at it and went, there's 20 people watching this. And if I want to really look at it at the time, that was 10% of my audience. Right. Which I only is had 200 for, people. Right. So it was 10% of my audience that was watching. I'm like, I wonder how many other people get 10% watching. Right. So I was kind of happy. So my numbers, I, I would love to see them grow because I would love to get to a thousand views on, you know, YouTube so I can get monetized and, mm-hmm. you know, start going from there. But same. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a numbers game and I'm just really not wanting to play the numbers. I mean, it, it, I look bound- at them. It's a balancing act, though. It's a balancing act between numbers and and being happy with what you do. Right, and, definitely. And there's been time like, going back to posting every day and everything. There's times when I did that when I played the the Instagram algorithm game and I posted at least once a day, everything like that. I was so unhappy with what I was putting out there. I didn't. I w- I wasn't enjoying it and anything like that. And so it, is it worth? Is it worth the twenty percent more followers you get every day because of it or whatever? No. I would I would argue that you won't get yes. that many more. In fact, yep. if you are if you're patient and you wait for that good thing, mm-hmm. that good piece of content, that good post, that good picture, if you wait until you have that to post to Instagram, the quality will yep. get you the followers. Right. Not, not the quantity and the followers that you want, because that's the other thing too. There's followers that follow you from wherever in the world, and then they unfollow you. Right? You want yeah. the followers that that are actually engaged and and are interested in what you're doing. And one one of those followers is way more impactful than twenty kind of spam followers that come definitely. and go. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. Yep. So. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I like uh, I like my followers, and because I think yeah. that like you like they are my core, and I'm getting newer ones every day, but they may not be as engaged as others, and that's just the way the game is played. But and that's I use Instagram stories to basically talk to my friends and say, right. hey friends, this is what I'm doing in my shop today, you know, come join me, or you know, what are you doing in yours? And then the feed is basically an advertisement or I will post a picture, something, maybe I'll throw up a video on the feed, but for the most part, the feed is to me an advertisement for something. And then the story or me talking to just like, if I was just talking to you guys on the phone, Hey, this is what I did today. And you know, and, you know, be happy and you know, keep being awesome and blah, blah, blah. That's just the way I run it, and because that's the, it feels right, it feels nice. Well, and the, again, I think that's what matters is find the, find the rhythm and what works for you. It feels it, natural it, to me, right, also. I right. can't. It, it, you, 
I do not like being videoed or taking pictures of or anything. So this thing, is, it's actually really hard for me <laughs> to stand in front of a camera and talk to somebody. It feels like it's coming out seamlessly, but I feel like sometimes it's like, Listen, I'm the same way. I'm, I, 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 you know, my buffer is getting full. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Drew, so, um, how, okay. So to go back to kind of full circle, when the one question that I cannot find an answer, and I don't know if you can answer this or not, but you could possibly give me in the ballpark. The one thing that, and I'm not anywhere near this, but it has been a burning question for many, many months, is when you have that first or second sponsor, do they offer you... Uh, do they offer you tools? Do they offer you money? It, or do they just say, hey, we'll put your, you know, we'll sponsor you, but we're going to put your video on our website. What is, when you negotiate, because I know there's some negotiation going on with pricing. What is a, what do you start out with? I mean, is $50 too much? Is $1,000 not enough? That's the, I mean, the only way that I could think of is like, you know, somebody said, you know, Sends me an email and says, hey, we want to sponsor you. Okay, we want to give you this much. Okay. I don't know if they're, you know, you know, giving me half price that, you know, they would give somebody else the same, you know, if I argued a little bit or haggled, I would get more. They might. They might be. And but, the thing is, I mean, the correct price is whatever you're happy with and whatever you think you are worth. Well, then, hell, they got to give me a million dollars. That's but then, not going to happen. <laughs> so think of it this way. Uh, you were right when you said whenever you start talking to a sponsor, it's a negotiation. Okay. So if Ethan is, owns a company that sells, I don't know, shower curtain rings, and he wants me to promote that product in one of my videos, and he approaches me and says, hey, this Billion is- dollars. No. <laughs> this is my company, and I would like to purchase or sponsor you um, promoting my product in one of your videos. How much is it going to cost? And typically, uh, the company is going to be asking you, how much is it going to cost me? Um, and I there are, that's the one thing. It's so... <laughs> How do you so know? it's it's well the thing is is they're trying to get a feel for where you are at. Right. You are always like open, right? right? Right. Exactly. I mean, if you want to put the onus on them, you can. You can always get right back to them and say, "Well, uh, where do you think it's a good? What do you think a good starting point is?" And you could just send it right back to them, right. and you could see where their heads at. But the end of it is that when you reach an agreement the number that you arrive at needs to be painful for both of you. <laughs> okay. So, That's I mean, think mean. about that. It, it needs to, you know, it needs to be just uh, enough to make you think, uh, I don't know. I wonder if I could get more, you know, and it needs to be aching them enough just to be like, uh, I wonder if he's worth this. You know, right. you need to find that perfect number. So whenever you talk to a sponsor, you can always send it back to them and say, well, where do you think we should start at? You know, sure. I'm very interested in working with you. This sounds like it could be a really great fit. 
and I already have some ideas on how I could promote your product, but um, I don't know. I'm new to this. Where do you think we should start? You know, and let them answer it and expect to go back and forth. You know, oh, if he I, comes. That I do, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, and you're doing a good job of navigating around it because that's secrets that people, for some reason, don't want to share, but that's fine. Um, I didn't expect a dollar of mount figure. But I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is 500 a, a good start? Is $50 a good start? Are we talking double digits, triple digits, or quadruple digits? Is, th is somewhere in the starting area. Well, and I don't, I don't I mean to it jump all depends in. On, also, it depends on who it is that's sponsoring you. Uh, of course. Yeah. Now, they are going to be approaching you based on the value that they believe they can get out of you. And that takes into account your current reach. Mm -hmm. um, if they are savvy enough on YouTube, they will realize that your videos will be sitting out there in perpetuity. So if they're getting you at the perfect time, like just before your channel explodes and goes, you know, bonkers, right. well, they could probably get you at a really cheap rate. Um, and then they'd get big bang for their buck because once you have like a million subscribers, those subscribers are going to go back and watch your old content and they're going to, this company's in a sense going to get free advertising. Right. So, and they have free advertisement basically forever. Right. Um, I will tell you this um, for all my early sponsorships that I had, it was for product only. Okay. And a lot of um, YouTube content creators will say, don't don't stop at um, product only make them pay you too um and i disagree um but again i again like you said i go against the grain i do things very differently than than the typical one i believe in getting your foot into the door um i believe in you know over promoting the the company to the point where you make them extremely happy and want to do business with you again right, right. Um, give them the cheap rate and and tell them, hey, you know what? For our first uh, our first partnership, why don't we do this? You know, maybe just product only. And if you like the result, if you see the results that you're looking for, and you're happy with what I do, then let's let's make a deal for like two more engagements or something like that. Right. And right. then we can also talk about financial compensation at that point. You know, and I've struck deals just like that as well, um, just like. You know, when I used to be a drug dealer down the street, you get them the first one for free. <laughs> we get them in the we'll door. Get you started. Here, here, here's a freebie. We'll get you started on this, and then you want to come back for more. No, I, I agree with you, though, Drew. I mean, again, I I've not been sponsored, but I've gotten I've started to get a little bit of free product here and there. And but it, again, it's if I'm gonna do it anyways, if there's things that I'm gonna do anyways, and I can get some free product and build some really good get goodwill with those companies, I feel like in the long term that that might, that will pay off. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, um, again, I think to your point though, you do want to keep it open. You don't want to, you don't want to set the stage that you're always going to do it for free product, but I like your approach where you're like, if you like this, then, then we'll talk, you know, like this is a trial. Sure. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Some freebie stuff. And then we'll see what happens after that. If you like what I, I like, yeah, I do like that. And as another tool for negotiation uh, with sponsors, what I, what I do is I have three different defined packages for pr my promotions, and each one is priced differently. 
and each one includes different levels of promotion, right? Some of them are just like your product will appear in the video mm -hmm. at some point. Right. And I might even say, uh, hey, I'm, I happen to be using Ethan Carter's X-Acto knife right now. You know, and you have no idea how much I paid for that sponsorship. <laughs> you, you know, so sometimes like the cheapest one will just right. be that. It'll be a right. subtle mention. And then it goes up and up and up, you know. So right. there are different varying levels of promotion that these companies um, are looking for. And, and then at that point, you can say, which one is what you are looking for? What, how do you want your product advertised? And then that will is another way to kind of feel them out as to what their budget is and what they're looking for. Right. And it also gives you some um, maneuverability in, in adjusting a price, right? So if they're not quite where you're at, you can say, well, you know what? I, I, I think we can work with that number that you've given me, but I, I kind of feel that that falls in, in this, um, this mm. package, which is the medium package. So how about we, we do the, your logo up front, we do a brief 10 second mention of your product, and then we also show me using your product. Is that going to be enough? You know, and then you can kind of, again, go back and forth in the negotiation. But having defined packages gives you the tools you need to kind of navigate that conversation with them. Well, Andrew, do you find too that, it, like, I, I always feel like there's things that I can work in that are closer into my audience or, or I can work in more organically and stuff like that. And I'm more willing to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt because it, it is on brand and it's not a stretch or anything like that. I don't know. Have you dealt with that at all? Like where there's brands that just make sense for you. And so you're more willing to work for that with them. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, they're all against his back wall. <laughs> um couldn't tell man couldn't tell that you you know you like that kind of tool <laughs> lately mag switch uh they've asked me to and they're not a sponsor they don't pay me um directly for that they did give me a couple of their feather boards but i am just a genuine fan of their right. products right. so i'm an affiliate of them mm -hmm. but I use that affiliation very, uh, very liberally whenever I can, uh, because I am, I am just a huge fan of their products. I, I, You're going to be using it anyways, right? Yeah. And I'm right. going to be using them anyways. So in this project, I, I show myself slapping them down on the table saw and using them. And then even though they are not the sponsor of this video in the video description, I'm going to put, right. Hey, did you see those feather boards? If you like them, click here, right. you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's definitely brands that I'm, I'm really behind that I, I do like. A yeah, lot. I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, Drew, that I do really like your shop. It, oh, thanks. You are you are mm -hmm. very. It shows in everything that you do. You are very meticulous. Really? <laughs> no, he just slaps up on the wall. It. You're OCD, it, aren't you? You're OCD, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it shows that I actually have um, no value of my own time because I'll spend <laughs> like three hours making one tool holder. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but then on the same token, I like never put drywall up on one of my walls, and so it's just like bare insulation. I yeah, get ridiculed that. on that all the time. 
but uh, yeah, hey, I got on that front. Where have, where did you hang uh, the Jeremy's uh, plaque that he made you with the? Oh, it's up there. It's, it's right next it? to the uh, play button. Oh, yeah. I gotta look. All right, I'm yeah, just there. That, that I was thinking about that earlier today, and you and I have similar mental faculties because if I walk by a picture that's on the wall that's crooked. I have to straighten it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, and and that one is crooked on t intentionally. Yeah. So but yeah, every doubly, now and then. But the thing about it is, it's doubly crooked. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that freak. When I saw that, and they gave that to you at Workbench Con, and I saw, I was like, and I I messaged Jeremy and went, dude, that is horrible. Yeah, I would, that is like cruel and unusual. I was like, that is punishment. cruel. That would I could not put that up on my wall. That would. The, and there it is oh, and right. drew's just up on the wall and <laughs> up up on the wall and, and slightly crooked yeah <laughs> and that would just drive me nuts and i'm like thank god it wasn't me because that would just i would freak <laughs> out uh, that's why jeremy is um, awesome well at this time of the evening we got about five minutes left so i already know the answer to this question but drew i ask it of everybody okay it's just my it's my thing okay it's my it's my stick how did you meet your wife? Oh, I met her on the internet, like back when it was really, Russian? really was strange. It from <laughs> no, not from Russia. <laughs> but I met her on the internet back when it was really, really strange to meet like chat rooms your, or? your significant other on the internet. Yeah, it was in a chat room. So you remember what the three main um, dial up internet providers were? back in the day aol mm -hmm. Net, Gear, Net, uh, netscape netscape no netscape no, was, no that no. was a that was a browser no. you're Net, thinking uh, netserve but and that no, came NetServe, later yeah yeah uh -huh. that came later no i only remember aol but i mean there were th i know there were three major ones there's aol there yeah. was CompuServe. Com that's the ah, one yes yeah. okay yeah yeah and then the third one was prodigy that's the one that's because that and came so, with my, that came free with my pc I met my wife on Prodigy, and this was back in 1996, 97, 1997, and we had a chat room. We didn't have email. They had email, but you only had like six emails a month that right. you were allowed to send, um, so we didn't even use those uh, because those were like a really rare commodity. Right. Yeah. You only use those for the special ladies. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell, don't, tell, don't tell your wife I said that. No, anything for my Russian bride. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So we were, I was just floating around the chat rooms and they had a really cool uh, chat room organizer thing where they had all these different topics. So like if you were a Star Trek fan or whatever, they had a Star Trek chat room. And um, so we were in some sci-fi science fiction related chat room and uh there was some game that was being played by the people that were in there and i thought what is going on what is this you know and and so i tried to participate and i did well she messaged me privately and said you are doing it all wrong please stop and so, so, hey, so you're I like, married her. Uh, yeah yep. exactly on the spot <laughs> yeah brutally honest gotta love it yeah so i mean uh fast forward a little bit and i flew her up for a visit and just so that we could see if uh things were actually going to work out and we were pretty sure that they were already going to work out and 
I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. This is amazing. Um, when can you move up here? And she said, well, give me, uh, give me three weeks. So she went home and packed everything up. And then I flew down to where she was. She was in Oklahoma. So I flew down. I met her parents for the first time while I was driving I her away to her. come live in Michigan. Yeah. So was, yeah. the next time I saw her parents was at our wedding. Wow. And that three was weeks, three weeks later. <laughs> that was uh, 21, 21 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, Drew's, a, that's, a, Drew's that's, a good, that's a good story. Thanks. Drew's yeah. old. I am old. You're not as old as I am, though. I don't know. How old are you? How old do you I, think I am? Uh, you're 46. Uh, not, not quite. You're close. 45. Wow. 45. <laughs> you turned 46 this year, don't you? Uh, no, I just turned 45 uh, oh. last month. Well, happy birthday. You, thanks. No worries. Yeah. I, I just remembered that at one point I heard you say something about you were 45 on some on one of your podcasts. That's how I know. Oh, well, not that I my, not that I listen to your podcast at all. Yeah, what I, I'm on a podcast? Yeah, what is it called? <laughs> um, because we make is that it? Yeah, yeah. we made like we, we made a thing. I think we made, we made because we made a thing. Broke something uh, <laughs> because we made a thing. Town hall. I think that's yeah. That's it. Yeah, because we make town hall. Yeah, but, yeah. That was I already knew that story, but for my listeners, they. May not I didn't know that story. That was great. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a that was kind of funny. Like I met her on the internet before the internet was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, that was uh, that is a good story. There is so uh, Drew, Drew. There is so much more that I would love to ask you, but unfortunately, that time has come that we must part ways until next time. And I definitely want to have you back on uh, for the anniversary show next year. Okay. I hope it's done. You know, I, I think it's going to keep going. It's, uh, sure. kind of fun. it's actually really fun. Don't and, give up. And you, and you can tell because we started at a, about eight o'clock and it's almost 10. Well, well and, and I was, I was going to jump off, just gonna like hop off. I know. And I, you know, so. see, you got He's got a man crush too. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> no, I just, you guys are so fun. Just, yeah. But, yeah. uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on drew. That was my pleasure. I, I, I really wanted to have you. I wanted to have you first, but you didn't get back to me, and Bruce did. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've even so next time when you talk to Mark, next time you do your podcast, tell him to uh, look at his DMs uh, because I invited him to the podcast <laughs> and he hasn't got back to me. But he's really bad at doing he's Instagram. Taking, he's taking it. He's taking a nap or shooting something. So. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it's one of those two things. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. It's just you guys are. It's funny that you guys, you, 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 you three, you seem well, not you and and Bruce, but Mark kind of seems like the, the outsider. I mean, he because he's you know in the hunting and fishing and all the outdoor sports, and and you're pretty much Drew like me, kind of a nerd. You, know, you, <laughs> like, your, you like your video games and you know, it, but you all have the same thing in common y'all yeah, it, work. It, it totally works yeah I, I told bruce one time i think it was when mark was talking about carrying the like buck down the mountain by himself like on his back or something like that i was like 
Mark makes me feel like less of a man every yeah, time I yeah. listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's how I feel. I'm like, well, I could be. Nope, I can't be because I'm too old to be carrying a buck down. A <laughs> yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably just if I if I if I hunted, I'd probably just shoot the thing. And go, oh man, I'm I gotta gonna... carry it down a mountain. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm too old for this. I need to. Mark, come get me. <laughs> you know, bring the helicopter. But like I said, Drew, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. It was a pleasure having you. I also Thanks want to for thank, having me. I want to thank my co-host, guest co-host from Ethan uh, Carter Designs. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. fun. And you have uh, you want to give a shout out to your uh, podcast there, Ethan? And yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I can give my plugs. I'm on Instagram and YouTube as Ethan Carter Designs, and uh, my po- uh, podcast that I co-host with uh, Vincent Ferrari of Handmade uh, by Vincent uh, is Because We Make. So, and it drops on Wednesday. Wednesday yep. Right. And this week we got uh, the one and only Paul Jackman. So it, it was a oh, really wow. fun, good. fun that episode a, this past. That week. was a yeah. good one. I listened to. Yeah. It. You're pretty. You guys pretty much are my Wednesday cut the grass. I like it. I like you know, it. That's what I do. I, I turn on your podcast and listen and cut the grass. Nice. And then I have Drew and the guys down on the in the shop when they decide to release one. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, uh, we built a thing as a is a shop podcast for me. Yeah, that really is. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, but Drew, uh, shameless plugs for your your stuff. Uh, yeah, it's Fisher's Shop um, on YouTube and Fisher's Shop online for the website and Fisher's Shop on Instagram. I'm thinking about what else. Uh, we built a thing for the podcast. How'd you come up with the name Fisher's Shop? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's amazing. I can even remember it. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, all right, folks. Well, there was there was the the wonderful Drew Fisher and my guest co-host Ethan Carter. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget to you know subscribe to this or download or whatever you have to do to keep listening to this. Tell and your friends. Leave a, a five star review. Yes. Sure do that that. I don't even know where you can do that. So iTunes. Anything, if you yeah. can find, if you find how to give me a five star rating, please DM me or email me and let me know where I can <laughs> find that. <laughs> I have no clue. I, 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 this whole thing is just weird because I didn't even know how to do a podcast. <laughs> I had to ask Vincent. I'm like, I want to do a podcast. He's like, cool. How do I do it? He's like, oh my god. Do you have a microphone? <laughs> yeah, get a microphone and get some speakers and the internet. There you go. But like I said, Drew, thank you for coming out tonight. I really sure. do appreciate it. Ethan, same to you. And to everybody out there, as always, keep being awesome, stay out of trouble, and for God's sake, please be good to one another. Until next time, friends. <laughs>